That was a good one. I got you good that time. All right. Didn't, didn't see that one coming. I, get, I wasn't even looking or speaking. I, I don't know how you thought I was going. Well, because I didn't have my headphones on, so I'm like, and I, I took these off, so I thought it was these. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like texting someone you think I was going. You're traveling to another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, Dark Territory. Ordering in Wonderland, the Twilight Zone review. She's all set, Mr. Raiden. How about the sound system? You check that out? She's all ready to go. I don't know where you got your sound effects, but you'd swear a bomb was exploding. I mean a big bomb. That's precisely the way it's supposed to sound. shelter on the face of the earth. Who knows? The hydrogen bomb is not an illusion. But tonight it's for gags, huh? Something of the sort. A practical joke, let's say. Oh, you can say that again. Well, when they start those sound effects going and that stuff on the screen, it's where the whole world was getting blasted. No, that's a general idea. I have three guests coming this evening, rather special guests. You did all this to fool three of your friends? Must be kind of special friends. They are. They are indeed very special friends. What you have just looked at takes place 300 feet underground, beneath the basement of a New York City skyscraper. It's owned and lived in by one Paul Raiden. Mr. Raiden is rich, eccentric, and single-minded. How rich we can already perceive. How eccentric and single-minded we shall see in a moment. Because all of you have just entered the Twilight Zone. Spooky, spooky. Uh, welcome to Late Bit of on Review. I'm Phoenix West. Hi, I'm Frank. What's going on, ladies' legs? Oh, nice. Got a sexy. This is his after dark radio voice. Mm. <laughs> How's it going, ladies? Fellas, take, take a break. Take a break. Ladies, Let me play some uh, blues harmonica for you. Mm. Let me play that skin flute for you, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little rusty trombone as well in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Go down to Sassy's ass, house of ass or some shit. Sassy's house called. of ass. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh, today's episode 91 of our show and 317 of the Twilight Zone review. One more Paul Bear. Paul who? Uh, Mr. Paul Bearer. He's dead. Yeah, he died. The Undertaker's still alive, though. Somewhere. Ironically, nobody is there to uh, carry him. You look at the size of the man. Yeah, they kind of just burned him on the spot. I think you just kind of like a, what's eating Gilbert Grape. You just burn the place down. <laughs> I don't know how the how the dead. Well, anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah, anyway. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, yeah, I don't know where to begin in this one. 
Uh, well, let's just begin with what, like, the hell's going on with that intro, right? Because that's weird, right? Yeah, he, um, he walks into, like, his building, and it, it, his, his building looks like a Connect 4 board, like the, the, the sign out front. <laughs> and there's, like, constant camera movement when he's walking through. He's going down the elevator, and apparently he lived, his bunker is, like, 300 feet below the earth. And then he goes down there, and then he, that guy that we heard in the beginning there gives the most expositional dialogue ever. Like it's like the ending of our last episode that we did, which was the Nightmare as a Child at the end there, where the guy tells you what the whole plot was. This is the beginning. None of this is real, huh? Why? Why would you say that <laughs> as you're finishing the job? I can't believe you made all this fake stuff. Oh, it's weird. Practical joke, eh? That's a bit eccentric. I mean, I got why he did it. You know, but then it's like at the end he went, "This is shit." Let me <laughs> <laughs> hold up. Fuck, I got a deadline. Uh, ooh, yeah. I, all right, there's put some serling bandage on it. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the audio video guy, audio video guy is giving like a whole, like a real simpleton, and then it, he's like explaining all the stuff, and they show the the worst bomb effect I've ever seen because it's like a, a cityscape. In all these buildings, and it's a handheld camera, and then a bomb goes off, and it changes completely. The landscape changes completely. It isn't. It's not like the buildings blow up. It's like completely changes to like the, the desert, <laughs> like as the bomb goes off. I'm like, is that gonna fool anybody? <laughs> like, it's like it's like quick cut to a a, a military. Uh, yeah, testing film, out in New Mexico. Explosion out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't match at all. It looks sloppy. I guess if they're scared, which is what his plan was, they might think it's re- uh, either way. There's a handheld camp, like the guy sitting there going, "Oh, <laughs> like, like in the reality of the video, someone's sitting there with a camera recording this, and he just kind of like shakes the camera a little bit when the bong goes off. Like, oh, it kind of surprised him, and now he's dead. <laughs> like, it's just the camera keeps going. That's weird. Yeah, it's like that. You know, that was one dedicated ass cameraman. Yeah, he did not going to give up like the hurricane chaser or something. Tell me about it. I don't get it. <clears throat> and then, uh, yeah, and then, yeah, and then we, yeah, uh, and and then, yeah, and we 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 introduce three, uh, the three special guests. Yeah. Well, are you gonna do Rod's intro? Yeah. Okay. I did. Okay. Didn't I? Mr. Hughes. Yeah, yeah. Mrs. I did. Oh, you did. I blended it. Aren't you Paul Raiden? You have an excellent memory, Reverend. And you, Colonel, do you recognize me? His name is Paul. I believe I do. Served under me once, didn't you, Raiden? I did indeed. Second Lieutenant, Infantry Regiment under your command, Africa, 1942. I recall it vaguely. I seem to recall something else, too. Well, it's not surprising it all doesn't flood back to you. After all, you had a few thousand men under you, a few thousand cogs. I was only one of them. But then again, you didn't court-martial all of them, did you, Colonel? That distinction you reserved for me. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. I do recall. You refused to lead an assault on a hill. Refused in the face of a direct order. The delay cost us almost a company of men. That was your contention to the court-martial board. And so I was stripped of rank, dishonorably discharged. You were fortunate, Mr. Raiden. Were I to have been able to dictate the sentence, I would have had you shot. I'm sure you would have. Colonel, I'm sure you would have. But what a wretched host I am. Neglect the lady present. Mrs. Langsford. Do you recall who I am? 
Of course I do, Paul. I taught you in high school. I don't forget my students. Oh, sometimes the names and the faces get confused. Her but if voice I is so annoying. Memory, I usually can connect the, the name and the face. And in your case, a character. You flunked me, Mrs. Langsford. Fucked him? Dressed me down before an entire class. Called me names. You humiliated me. Fucked him in front of the class. But let me no. say again, how good of you to come <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, there's just nothing but it. It it's one of those stage kind of episodes, really. Yeah. The reason I, I brought up in room. Rod's intro is because I, he does it in an elevator. Like the elevator opens and he's there, and I was hoping they played it more real, where the elevator opens and he's like, "Tonight's episode," and then the door starts to shut. <laughs> like, he just keep <laughs> put his arm there and hold it out. <laughs> And it's like the <laughs> the 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 elevator in that building does not fit, like because the door when it opens it goes <laughs> and scrapes the whole way over. It's it's real thin too, so yeah. that'll protect you. Yeah, but the but the door to the room is humongous. Yeah, um, yeah. Raiden invited his reverend, his teacher, and then his old whatever the colonel was. It a colonel? Yeah, yeah. The the colonel that uh, court martialed him for him being responsible for the death of apparently 50 guys. Yeah. And then, but he's wearing the scarf that the guy in the silence is wearing. So I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got that yeah. like uh, way up here, like awkwardly too high, like above the Adam's apple. It's very uncomfortable. I, th- I guess that's what Rod perceived as upper class. He's fancy. He's got a scarf on. Ooh. Fancy, smanchy, smanchy. I mean, but, and, like, question, am I the only one that thought, when's the boy touching coming with the reverend? <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounded like he, that with the teacher, because that day she said, you fucked me. And he said, flunked. You fucked me. And then he says, you dressed me down in front of the whole class, embarrassed me. I'm like, good God, you fucked him in front of everybody? <laughs> Jesus. It's a hardcore class. You know, he never really got into the the whole why of the reverend. No. He I, He hinted to... A few things, but the Reverend just shot him down like, no, you're wrong. And he just didn't challenge him ever. Yeah, they didn't get into him. I kept, I even made like a little list here what they all did, but him, I nothing. He must have fondled he, him. Have to assume. That's all you can do is just assume he's there because he touched him, but it, they just never went there. Yeah. Didn't even make the him a Catholic the, priest. The only either. thing he accused him of is not loving his wife, and he's like, that's absurd. Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry then. Oh, <laughs> my <shit>. mistake. <laughs> he he doesn't. I wish he said that's absurd, but he said it in the most convoluted way ever. Where he's like, "I could go to my grave and die tomorrow, and that would be the least true thing I've ever said in my life." I'm like, "Good God, that was clunky." But it was, it was very direct and definitive. He was like, "All right, then. I'm like, yeah. you know, I, I I guess I can't peg them all." <laughs> Part of what I like about this episode, uh, I, I do like this episode. Um, kind of fizzles out toward the end. I think they could have done way more with it. Is the fact that it it doesn't go where you think it's going to go? As far as you think it's going to be like they get stuck there, and then they got to deal with this and this. But no, they leave like two thirds of the way through the episode. They just walk the fuck out of there, and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, like the whole setup was just to show you how much of a piece of shit this guy really was. Yeah. Like, it, you know, and then it was this episode was almost like 
this is, you know, we, we've heard you complain about what did Beavis do ever? Why did, why did we make him the only man on earth with no glasses? We're sorry. So here, here's a guy that deserved to be where he's at. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's almost like this was the apology to that episode. <laughs> yeah. It's the, uh, what's the fucking name of that movie that John Hughes made where he's basically apologizing for uh, how the end of, oh, good God, it's going to drive me nuts. You know what? Never mind. It doesn't matter. I don't even know who that is. John Hughes, like The Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink. Pretty in Pink ends with she doesn't choose Ducky. She chooses like the jock dude, even though Ducky is the, the best choice. So he made like a whole other movie. What the fuck name is that? Some kind of wonderful uh, or something like that. And then where the, he just fixed the ending. It's like an apology movie. Like, oh, I should have done this. And it's like a very similar movie with a different ending. This is very similar to that. Where it's like, this guy's a sack of shit. And then the whole fucking episode is he brings these three here to, like, make him ask. Can you not hear me? What's going on? No, I was just saying I've never seen a single one of those movies you just named. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you don't see movies. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but they're 80s movies. I have no desire to. They're good, for the most part. No, no, they're not. No, they're not. I, I have seen part of Breakfast Club enough to know I didn't want to see any more of it. I love Breakfast Club. It's terrible. You're wrong, but yeah. Sixteen <laughs> Candles. That 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 song sucked. That's why I didn't watch that. <laughs> that sounds like a song from the fifties. I know. It has nothing to do with the movie, but sorry, they named it after a shitty song, so I chose not to watch it. Okay. And, pre- and Pretty in Pink sounds like a chick flick, so I didn't watch that either. Um, so that's as far as I went. All right. All right. What Just about uh, John, plane, plane Trains and Automobiles? Of course. Seen it a thousand times. John Hughes. Is it? Yeah. Home Alone. That, he, wrote, he wrote it. Of One of my favorites. Yeah. Home Alone 2 I thought was better. I fucking hate Home Alone 2. I never laughed so hard in my life. Wow! I still remember. <laughs> I, I still remember that laugh when he got hit in the in the in the head repeatedly with the bricks. That was hysterical. Like, dude, I was on the like. I remember in in the movie theater laughing so hard. I was, I ended up on the floor and I peed myself. The only wow. time I ever laughed so hard, I peed myself. I still remember that laugh. You always remember the, your best laugh. That was my best laugh ever. Wow. Yeah. That's that's something. That's a dark dark memory. <laughs> Uh, My life sucked. It still sucks, <laughs> but hey, you know. It's a, it's, yeah. You know what you should do? You should get three of your enemies in a bunker together. And make They're them, all dead. And make them apologize to you. Otherwise, you're, you're... And if they do apologize to you, you let them live. But if they don't, you you let them out. So th- this guy's such a pathetic sack of shit. His goal was, I'll get these people who are my enemies in this room... Make them think the world's ending and I can let them live here. And then, but then if they do apologize, wouldn't he just let them go? Or is he, is his plan to spend the rest of his life in that room with them? Because otherwise the apologies. Well, I don't know. He didn't want, like, he acted like he wanted the apology, but he just wanted them humiliated. Is that all they it gave was? Him, they gave him the apology and he let them out. Ha ha, joke's on you. And you said, ha ha. You know, we, I forgive you, which they could just say, well, I take it back now. You're even a bigger dick than I thought you were. That's where I was going with that. 
Oh so, yeah, well a dickhead would think like that, wouldn't he? So so then the, he would they would humiliate him again, and then he would have to do this again in thirty years. It's like that's exactly the point. It's like the ending didn't need to be as twisted as it needed to be. Them leaving, and his whole ruse that he literally he dug a three hundred foot hole, and then a room, and the, all this other shit just to get three assholes from your past to say sorry and go ha ha. I scared the shit out of you, thought all of humanity was over, but it's not. And they're, you know, that's as far as he's going to think. And then they're going to be like, you're such an asshole. Like, I don't care. I heard you say, I'm sorry. That's all I wanted anyway. I'm very selfish. Yeah. That's it. And he didn't get it. That's That's what what I was saying. I love about it. So it didn't have to end the way it did. That's what I was saying. That's exactly right. That's why I was saying the ending falls apart for me. I didn't need the, the double twist ending. I, it, it, honestly, I think this episode should have built to kind of what you're saying, which is he shows them the TV, which he doesn't even get to do, and he, they see the bongo off, and they still cho- if they still chose to leave and be like, I don't want to be here with you because fuck you. And he's like, wait, wh- wait, what? And that's the ending? And he's just stuck there alone? That yeah. works much better for me. Yeah, exactly. It went they, psychological They didn't need no to reason. make four more lefts within a minute and a half after that. Yeah. Agreed. Which they... They already made too many lefts to begin with, which was fine. It totally derailed me every step of the way. You know, I was totally derailed. I thought they were finally going to break, finally going to break. And then they didn't. I was like, good for them. And then the rest of it, I'm like, that, this is unnecessary. The, the story was perfect right up to here. And then you fucking just, you, you just had to keep going, Rod, didn't you? You had to keep going. Yeah. And, and the ending that they gave you, because they weren't in the room that long, and gave him the shit he needed to get. It wasn't justified. Like he lost his mind because they said no. Like that didn't. It didn't. It wasn't built up enough. Yeah, and if that was the symbolism behind it, then fine. But yeah, that was the symbolism. Yeah, it was. It, it, it's just too. It wasn't a trem- Those three didn't do a traumatic enough thing to this man for yeah. him to break down the way he did. Or to go to the links. It's like, it's like you, Colonel. Remember when you murdered all those kids and blamed it on me? Okay, yeah. gotcha. And, and Reverend, my ass, I still, I still can't shit sitting down and <laughs> teach. You know, yeah, fuck you, failing me five times and me having to drop out of school because I didn't feel like being 15 years old and in fifth grade still. I mean. Okay, and then you went home and killed my dog, so that's why you're here. I mean, then I can see him I'm going snapping. these lengths, but she failed him in a class in high school? I failed three of them every year. I graduated? Yeah, it, that I... <sighs> yes, the whole setup is... I failed he's, he's Jim. This, he's this delusional <laughs> that he, he's blaming them for his own short, short-sighted... His own failures, he's blaming them for that. But really, it's his yeah. own shitty actions. So he's such an egomaniac that he's like, you embarrassed me once when I was 12. And then, but then they they just go, oh, yo, you're still a sack of shit. And he's like, oh, I'm going to imagine everything now. <laughs> this isn't how my my revenge was supposed to go down on you people. You know, I've made millions. Just, just like the Reverend moment. did. <laughs> Yeah, and then they're like, "Why are we here?" Like, because he's you know explains that 
the, the, he brought him here for a reason. They're like, why are we here? And he's like, the colonel says that. He's like, why are we even here anyway? And he's like, oh, colonel, very militaristic of you to, to need to know. Take charge. We're not there. And I'm like, needing to know why you're invited to a creepy guy's basement that you barely know is not a military thing. I think that's more of a human thing. This is a horror movie start out. Yeah, I know. It's just like, and it, it, it was funny how he talked. He talked with such arrogance, dude. Like, yeah. so much arrogance. Like, uh, let's see, I got the... Uh, While he stands in front of a, a, a mobile made of circles. What the fuck was that thing in the corner? It just kept on spinning. It like kept spinning. He, This thing's going to stab him in the neck soon. I was waiting for it to chop to the top of his head <laughs> yeah. off. It was circles, like paper plates with a stick going through the center of it. I know. And, I was like, and it was like... It was like almost like a planetary thing, but not even close. Yeah, it was so weird. Uh, let's see. I think it was this. Yeah, here we go. But what's to be gained by... A great deal can be gained, Reverend. A very great deal. You, for example, accused me of a lack of character. Put a scandal over my head. Destroyed my reputation. Oh, that's why. Yes, I remember. Oh. A girl, Mr. Raiden. Oh, a suicide. A girl drove to suicide. Yeah. Because even at that early stage, you were not a man who held... Honor in very high regard. You can go to the devil, Reverend. Great. And you too, Colonel. Tonight, my friends, you will all go to the devil, and that is not a figure of speech. You know why I built this room down here? Those walls are 18 inches concrete with reinforced steel, and around them, six inches of lead. I have my own generator system, my own air system. Yes, and out there, beyond that door, a storeroom the size of a warehouse. You understand logistics, Colonel. Does it occur to you why I should have gone to all this trouble and expense? Yes, I have walked with kings and tycoons, as you perceive, Mrs. Langsford. I have walked with them, and I have listened to them. I keep abreast of the times, and usually well ahead of them. I know things that are going to happen. I paid for the service. 48 hours ago, I received a most interesting bit of news, something that perhaps only six men in the world know of. The world is coming to an end this evening, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies. At 11.45, there will be no more city, no more country. At 30 minutes after midnight, there will be no more world. They are going to bomb us, and we are going to bomb them. And then, frankly, the episode. There will be nothing left but rubble and bodies. And in a few moments, it will all begin. Begin. Uh, Begin. (laughs) Creepy. I remember this scene, because I was sitting there going, let me guess, they're all action figures. (laughs) Yeah, like at the end, it's just him and, <laughs> yeah. What good is a storeroom the size of a warehouse outside of the walls of the bunker? Yeah, wouldn't it all be contaminated by then? Or contaminated or ruined. If I was the colonel, I'd be like a shitty made fucking bomb shelter. That's what I call it. <laughs> yeah, I call it an empty room with no food. He's like, oh, there's food in here. We got TV, <laughs> but no food. Uh, that figures. That <laughs> That's why you got 50 men killed there, Raiden, or Sub-Zero, whatever your name is. Or he's like, I'm old, and you guys are 20 years older than me, so, oh, there's food in here. (laughs) They kind of slowly realize. (laughs) 
And I'm starting with you there, Reverend. Oh yeah. Just like you start with me, get it? I'm that starting I, with it. I'm starting with a teacher. Never went there. <laughs> I'm starting with that teacher just to get rid of her goddamn voice. Gonna eat her vocal vocal box first? Oh yeah, eat her box. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh her she's fucking harsh. She like fucking goes off on him and says the most cruel shit and like the in the weirdest voice, and she goes like, "Do you know she goes catatonic when she speaks? She'd be looking around, and then she'd be like, you and then just stare straight ahead, not at anybody, just da, 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 da. you are a she, cheater, you find it." I was like, she she made the colonel, the reverend, and him look like so much better actors than she was. Yeah, yeah, she really sunned. Yeah, and. So the elevator, when they got in the elevator and it was like the camera panned, panned, panned. When they got to her, it was like, holy shit. That was what my note was when she goes catatonic because she is terrible in that scene. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I got a, I don't know. I just. She goes. Whatever. He's like, uh, he says he's one of six people that know that they're going to. But he goes. Basically tell him the world's going to end. He's like, we're going to bomb them and they're going to bomb us. I'm like, who's them? And then the civil defense radio gets on there and it's like, our enemies are I'm like, who's your, nobody, it's nobody be this vague. The Russians. Well, they don't say that. Say the Russians. It was implied. Yeah, but they wouldn't, you don't imply that shit on the civil defense radio. Nor do you on 1959 public access TV. Make up a TV, make up a, or make up a, make up a country. Then you would offend, the, offend that country. Fuck them. That's offend that made up country. What? <laughs> so season one, you know, Rod was skirting, seeing, pushing the envelope, see what he could do. This is season three. Oh yeah, it was. He already knew what he could do. Yeah. What the fuck's he doing? He should have been like, <laughs> Jamaica is attacking us. He'd be like, what the fuck, Jamaica? What the? Like, how? Just make, just make up a name, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, Planet Nibiru. I don't know. <laughs> did you, the, during the civil defense radio thing, there's like an awkward as fuck commercial. It's like, our enemies are coming. Get into your bunkers if you have one. Our enemies are attacking. And it comes back from commercial break. I'm like, that is a weird spot to do that. <laughs> Do it during the pauses. It's so awkward. Speaking of commercial break. Yeah, that's why I brought it up. Dun, nice, dun, dun. Good. Great segue, Phoenix. Rod Serling, creator of the Twilight Zone, will tell you about next week's story after this word from our alternate sponsor. This episode of LIW, the Twilight... What, what, what's that? Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> I've recovered nicely since then. We're sponsored by splitting the atom now. <laughs> I, I never got to it. I don't know. It's this. It, it got me just like the the tiger did, or the lion, where the hell it was. Wait, we, yeah, when the jungle. Spot, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we had the ecosystem sponsors. That was that was a good one. Yeah. And then uh, I am, you know, what I almost did there in that is put the lion roar in there, and I was gonna go, why is there a lion? <laughs> but I didn't do it. <laughs> it. It was just too clunky if I did it. What exactly? What bomb, bomb sound did you take that from? Just uh, curious. YouTube 
bomb or explosion sound effect. So whatever they had there didn't get specific. All right. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so there. What? Yeah. What? Oh yeah. I just want to do. Excuse me. The um. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, he keeps giving them an out. They keep not taking it, which that got old after a while until, like, right up to the end. I got that right here. And I think. before you get I, to that, real quick, because yeah, okay. it feeds right into that. That's what I was about to mention. Is they, he's, like, trying to coax them into begging for forgiveness to stay, to live. And I'm like, this episode will work better if all three of them weren't already elderly. Like, they, they want to be with their families. If they die, they die. It's not like 20-year-olds. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the Reverend's going to die on on the way up even when he leaves. There's a good chance. Two of them are going to yeah. die on the way up. <laughs> exactly. So it just didn't make it like, oh, I can sit down here and what the fuck am I going to live for? Like, it, I'll, I'll live an extra six years with you down. Like, fuck that. It just didn't, it, it would have had more impact if it were younger people. All Everybody was younger. These people are elderly. Yeah, I mean, it, she was really old. And they probably said that she was probably 50 or something. Or she was like 70. Yeah, the school mom, age 24. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Rod, I mean, come on. We've been pushing age here, but come on, man. Very kind to the actress, Miss Langford. <laughs> you got you, you to stop handing favors out. <laughs> <laughs> Just because he wrote 24 doesn't mean you have to say 24. You could you could even fuck over the actress and go, yeah, yeah, you're 24 in this because you read in the script, right? And then the second she leaves, you do your little bit and you go, age 57, and then she'll watch it on TV and go, what the fuck? Those dinosaurs gave put AI three years on to me. <laughs> you want to play that clip though? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Will you open the door now? Open up, Raiden. You're too blind or you're too stupid because none of you seem to understand. All you have to do, literally all you have to do, is to say a sentence. Just a string of silly, stupid words like a command, Colonel Orb. Like a lesson, teacher. Or like a prayer, Reverend. All you have to say is you're sorry. You'll be back inside five minutes. To the street and see the panic and the frenzy and the horror, and then come back down here to your salvation. Or you can watch it all down here on that screen. You can see it all happen, the whole thing. Watch the world being shoveled into a grave. Promising proposition. It's your last chance. I mean it. It's pathetic all the way through. Tell me, Reverend, is life so stinking cheap that you can throw it down a drain? Life is very dear, Mr. Raisin. Infinitely valuable. But there are other things that come even higher. Honor is one of them. Perhaps the most expensive of them all. Amen. Try not to get too lonely, Mr. Raisin. Use mirrors. They may help. Put them all around the room. Then you'll have the company of a world full of Raidens. Actress. It'll be a fantasy, of course, but then your whole life has been a fantasy. A parade of illusions. Illusions about what people have done to you. Illusions about what justice... Illusions! (laughs) ...is the dignity of evil. 
sandwich, <laughs> Mr. Raymond, and now you can have it all to yourself. God, she's terrible. Oh, my God. It's like, hey, micro-machines, bitch. <laughs> Perhaps you should put up mirrors, and then you will look in the mirrors, and then you will see only your own friends because it was your own reflections, and you were only seeing your own face. But then you will think about back in your life and look at that we weren't really that bad. And this is really all your own fault, but you'll be down here by yourself. And then you will die. And then the most awkward, and just when it doesn't get... Uh, even more awkward just how she says it saying the plural of Raidens <laughs> and there will be all Raidens around you and we don't hear with the radar but Raidens it's like whoa that doesn't sound right you know what I didn't catch during the episode is his name is uh, his last name is Raiden they call him that but the one time you played in the clip there his name is Paul Raiden and I'm like fuck you episode Naming him Paul when it's called Wilmore Paul Bear. God, that pisses me off. Yeah, well, he did say Paul Bear in the episode, though. Yeah, but naming him Paul. Oh, right. <laughs> well, you know, it's Rod, you know. It's, you know, writers. <laughs> it's so stupid. Ugh, ugh. Yeah. You know, though. <clears throat> his most pathetic thing was, all you have to do is say you're sorry. <laughs> like, his voice breaks. <laughs> so kind of pathetic. That, that, I like the actor, the, the main actor that plays Paul Raiden. I like him. He does a good job. He's, oh, he, he killed it. He plays pathetic really well. <laughs> he breaks he, down right there. He sold me. I, I felt nothing but non-sympathy for him. Yeah. Like, you sad, sad man. Yeah, and then they all leave, and then he goes back into his bomb shelter room and then breaks everything in the room. Well, that's because the real bomb was actually hitting, or his mental <clears throat> bomb was hitting. Ooh, I like that, Frank. I guess it was his mental bomb. I guess. He just loses it, and he goes up. The message was definitely different. They had a cool shot where he breaks up all the speakers, and then he smashes the chair into the TV, which is like a... We just see the glass break, and we're supposed to be behind the TV. That's a cool shot. And then yeah. he goes back up the elevator, and he reveals, "Oh, it did happen." And there's all this rubble. It's a set from uh, what the fuck is that? Enough time. What the? I can't think of the name of the episode for some reason. There what was the, time. What the now. set that he's at? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There's time now. Yeah. It's the same fucking uh, thing. Yeah. And then uh, time enough at but, last. Yeah, but then. It's not really double he, twist. Own, yeah, double double twist. It's like a double 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 twist. But you notice when he's when he's when it's still in the first twist, he he's walking around the rubble and he looks like he's on like bath salts. Like the fucking actors is like yeah yeah. He's kind of like going around. And he walks over to the fountain and he's like mm, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is that thing? Yeah, and, and then just as it doesn't get weirder, all of a sudden the fountain turns on and he's really just out front of his building going absolutely batshit insane. Yeah, and then the cops then, come up. and Yeah, and then they just leave him go thinking he's just some batshit homeless guy. And then all of a sudden, again a left turn, we're back into Rubble Nukeville. Yeah, and we're that's just... how it ends. But I guess that's his mind. Yeah, we're just seeing what he's he's seeing. Yeah, so his mind breaks as soon as they leave, pretty much. Yep. It, it's it's fine. It w I think it would have been That's what I mean. It, it, way it, more it didn't need to be that. No. It, them leaving. End it. Yep. That's it. That's all you needed, Rod. It would have been perfect. End it there. It reminds the me... Of, sorry, go ahead. 
No, no, no. That's it. That's it that's it, it reminds me of that episode. I forget the name of it for some reason. Where they wear the masks, and they all want his inheritance, and then they take off the mask at the end of the night, and they all have those faces on. Mm-hmm. And it reminds where me he, of that. Okay, that's a like, cool ending. It's like old man Rod, at his best, just just killing his characters. Yeah. <laughs> Even words. This episode, episode would have worked better with that type of ending, where it was just... I mean, we're going to reiterate what we were saying before, but if they just broke him down again and then left, and then you can have him freak out and start smashing shit and then crawl in the corner and just, like, that's it. He, he realizes what a sack of shit he is, but no, he's like, I have to go sci-fi with it. And it's like, you don't have to. You've had other no, episodes. All their non-sci-fi episodes are, like, my favorite episodes. Yeah, Shadowplay is not not sci-fi in the least. It, it's all mind. Yeah, it, this is all mind too. It didn't didn't work. Like the, the no, very end, the it, very end. The rest of the episode's fine. Yeah, like right, right up to the elevator closing. Like even her, like I'll even accept her shitty acting at the end. Yeah, and it still be good. But then the rest of it's like this was <clears throat> unneeded. I, I like the whole intro so much, like the first, all but the last minute and a half, two minutes, that I actually gave this episode an eight, because I love the beginning, and I love mm-hmm. all his going back and forth, I love the premise of it, and then it just has that ending tacked on, so I almost yeah. want to do like a, a fan edit, where we just if cut that out. Dude, if he would just broke down against the, the elevator, that's it, just broke down, it would have been a nine. Easy. Yeah, oh, he can break down and then go smash his shit. I'm fine with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, enough. And then him just laying there twitching. Yeah, you got to end with him being like... <laughs> totally just... Realize, down, but realizing the shit he built just for this stupid thing that didn't work at all. They're there like five minutes. <laughs> like, like, is this all you're here for? Can we go now? Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> I'd rather get blown up by a nuke than spend any more minutes down here with you. Yep. Honestly. So can we go now? <laughs> You're saving me, what, three years at the most? Come on. Fuck you. <laughs> not getting in my hands and knees. Beg me and say I'm sorry. Which, yeah, I, like, dude, she was such a bad actress that when she actually said please with sugar on top, I was like, wow, she broke quick. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. But I didn't realize she was being sarcastic. I had the exact same thought. And I was like, is she? What, what is she? Is this an actress? Tr- oh, no, she's a bad. Okay. Which is yeah, like, like okay, children. Sucks what, as an actress. This is how children do it. And I'm like, oh, you're, you're being sarcastic. Yeah, I, she's so deadpan. I can't fucking tell. No. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's bad. She's bad. They must have just, she must have been like the script supervisor or something. They'd be like, fuck, the actress fucked us over. We need someone in here. And she's like, I can act. I can act real good. It's like, you know what? The ending of this will overshadow how bad of an actress she is, so we'll we'll give it to her because we ran out of budget anyway. Shit. Fucked up. <laughs> so, and then Rod comes in. Hey, Mac. Mac. Had a little bit too much? Hey, Mac. I let, didn't want it this way. Let me take you home, Mac. I didn't want it this way. No, somebody, please. Mac. Everybody wants somebody to listen to me. Why is he calling him Mac? Good, bro. Bro. Come on now, move along, move along, please. There is a thing here in the world. Oh, that's it. 
Right. Um, That's fine. That's, I, that's a screaming after that. Oh, buddy. Oh, God. Oh, okay. Never mind. I, I, I mislabeled it. Sorry. Mr. Paul Rayton, a dealer in fantasy, who sits in the rubble of his own making and imagines that he's the last man on Earth, doomed to a perdition of unutterable loneliness because a practical joke has turned into a nightmare. Mr. Paul Rayton, pallbearer at a funeral that he manufactured himself in the Twilight Zone. I would change the title. Oh, shit. Next week, through the good offices That's of Mr. Charles up. Beaumont, we take a walk in some dead man's shoes. It's the story of a hobo who takes some shoes off a recently deceased hoodlum and then discovers that if the shoe fits, you have to wear it. And in this case, you have to do as the shoes do. Go where they tell you to and then perform some services above and beyond the norm. I hope we see you next week for Dead Man's Shoes. I want to apologize for our episode ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, I would just change the episode title of this one. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah, like the last Paul Bear. I, I would almost prefer if it were the last Paul Bear, but it's one more Paul Bear. Uh, that's right. Yeah, and I got to be honest, it's the first time I've ever seen this episode. Ever. Really? Huh. Yeah, I, I, I'm watching. I'm like, I've never seen this. I feel like I had there? a couple so far that I'm like, I don't remember this, but I, I have seen them. But uh, this one I've seen a few times. I, I forgot about the ending, but once it started happening, I was like, oh yeah, he's imagining it. Okay, I remembered like the once I saw the first twist ending, I remembered the second one, but I, it kind of I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah, it was just like, I was like, oh, cool. Well, I mean, it's bound to happen. There are 156 of them, you know? So yeah. Even if you do see it once, you're going to forget it. I can't remember every episode of Lost. <laughs> I know I've seen them all. This is a little bit different than Lost, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of episodes of it. That's yeah. All. Yeah, I, I don't like to watch them that often because I like to be like, what's going on? Oh, yeah. Then it, I don't ever fully click in, but I'm like, Oh, yeah, this is familiar, but I I, I want to be surprised again. I, I like not yeah. watching them that often. Yeah, I was definitely surprised with this one because I, I, I honestly did not remember this one at all. But, yeah, I, yeah, I, I liked it up until the very end. Like, like I said, I think I've said everything I can say about this one, to be honest. Yeah, the reason I remember it so well, uh, the beginning parts, is because this is more my up my alley, this type of episode. Like the ones that are serious and the... And not too sci-fi. I don't like when the alien rolls in. And I'm like, uh, here we go. Especially because back then it takes you just right out of it. And I literally mean, the real Martians, please stand up, was like the. It's a good one. Best they could do. But it was that wasn't about an alien. It was revealed at the end. The hunt is about an alien, but it's not featuring the alien throughout the episode like that one fucking episode. Like Mr. Dingle is strong. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I like the psychological ones. I like the ones that are just about like a character. I like the ones just about characters. And I like feel the same way about my movies. And yeah. I just the ending just kind of. Uh, I would love this episode so much more if it just had a different ending. I know. It's just such a bummer. I want to do like a fan edit and just change the ending. <laughs> Make them all toys <laughs> in a box. I don't know. But yeah, uh, one of your plugs. Uh yeah, right on. Uh, 
It's uh, Devil NKZ on, on Twitter and uh, Red Dragons Radio, Red, uh, Red Dragons Radio dot com for all the podcasts, and then the LIW the TZ Review on Twitter. LIWstudios.com, Lloyd Daring in Wonderland on YouTube, and Lloyd Daring in Wonderland at gmail.com. Get a hold of me. And let's see. I think that's it. Next week, we'll be back for Dead Man's Shoes. I can't wait. About episode about shoes. It, uh, the only thing I remember about this, this next episode is for some reason, remember they kept panning to the neon signs? I think they did the same thing in The Four of Us Are Dying. Neon signs. Where it was just like, hey, he's going somewhere. Psychedelic shit and neon signs, a bar. That's when they're doing the fake walking, and then they have the open to open 24 hours and that sort of thing. They collect the side, like an 80s senior photo. Yeah, it was like real funky music type going. Yeah. I'm like, what is he? It, it was was Rod on shrooms when he figured this one out. <laughs> yeah, there's one in season one that did it. I forget which one it was. It's the four of us are dying. It's it, his name is Rocky, and is that what it was? he it, his he could change his face. Yeah. Okay. There. Yeah, there's one in there, and then yeah, that's a great cliche. I love it. Um, yep. Yeah, well, it's well, weird how he does that twice with two, a season apart from each other. It's weird. Can't wait. I, 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 I always thought they were like kind of like like right behind each other, it was like a stylized kind of year thing that he went through. I don't know, but apparently no. <laughs> I was thinking it was Jack Klugman in that episode in Dead Man's Shoes, but it's not. It's Warren Stevens. Hmm. No. So I don't no. have anything to look forward to because I was hoping it was featuring my favorite Twilight Zone actor. Plugman. I think the next one is in Praise of Pip. Yeah, I think that's his next episode. I think it's my last, last one. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame, too. Oh, God. Great. You know what we have after Dead Man's Shoes? The Hunt. What? The Hunt. Ooh. I was like, why are you excited? That episode's terrible. And this goes back to Twilight Zone Apologist. That one features an old man... Walking along, trying to get drawn into heaven, and his dog stops him. Yep. Or going to hell, and then he goes to heaven because his dog stopped him. Not with my old friend here, God, Barky. That, that episode's oh, fucking... They play that one so much, too, on, on sci-fi. Siffy. Why? Yeah, yeah, Stupid. Yeah. Stupid episode. God. It is so... Ugh. Dull. It's literally an old man walking. It's like the most boring version of Dante's Inferno, where he's just walking around and he's like going through heaven, hell, you know, purgatory. It's so fucking stupid. <clears throat> isn't isn't that an, uh, 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 a fucking um, what's his face? Didn't what's his face do that? Oh, and uh, um, the Myrtle Bank ones come up right after that one too. Last rites of L- Jeff Myrtle Bank. Yeah, Myr- Myrtle Bank. Yeah, yeah. Our our favorite guy from. Yeah. My my favorite episode of season four, Jezebel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it? He's either is he the guy that looks like? Uh, oh my god, what is his name from the Beverly Hillbillies? Or he looks just like Jethro. him. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It is it Jethro. Is, okay, that's what I thought. It's. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if it was that or there's another guy in the show that is in one episode where he's just like him, but it's not. But this one actually it, does. No, is Jethro. It, it is. It, it, okay. It, the hunt, the guy. It, that's that's Clumpet. In it? No, I'm talking about the Jezebel. 
Oh. Right, so I'm just saying, you know, like, isn't the uh, uh, the uh, the guy, who, you know, Hey, hey Vern, it's Ernest, that guy who played the, the dad in that show? And with that, <laughs> let's get out of here. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, Frank's I done. Believe, I can't believe he's, he's dead. <laughs> can't believe Frank died. Lost his mind and then died. Uh, and then it was not real. Anyway, let's get the fuck out of here. Until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. I'm Phoenix. So long, citizens. So long, Clementine. Squeak, squeak.